Hey folks, Chris here. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know we had a little bit of a technical hiccup on my end of the recording here between myself and Daniel Priestley. Uh, unfortunately, for whatever reason, uh, my recording software decided to default to my iMac microphone and not my sexy sounding Rode mic that I'm using right now. Although, with that being said, this is all about Daniel and not me anyway, and uh, his side of the conversation is 100% perfect, and you can still figure out mine anyway. So just letting you know before you kick off and uh, enjoy the episode. It's a real good one. Serving up the strategies you need to build, market, and monetize a profitable, future-proof business around your expertise. This is the Youpreneur Podcast, and here's your host, international business mentor and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Today, I'm sitting down speaking with Daniel Priestley, who, if you don't know, is an entrepreneur. He's a best-selling author. He's a rock star, keynote speaker. He's built multiple seven-figure businesses, quite frankly, all around the world. And he's also the founder of Dent Global and one of my favorite new online tools, ScoreApp. Myself and Daniel talk all about scorecard marketing, how we are utilizing it as a company to be able to bring new leads into our ecosystem, and more importantly, how you can do it as well so you can take those new hot leads and turn them into paying customers. Before we get into the conversation, just a quick one. I am an affiliate for ScoreApp. I believe in it that much that I've actually put my stamp of approval on it. And if you'd like to get 30 days free so that you can play around with things, and trust me, it's so intuitive, so easy to use. If you want to get that month for free, all you need to do is head over to chrisducker.com forward slash ScoreApp. That's S-C-O-R-E-A-P-P. Now, on to my conversation with Daniel. This is the Youpreneur FM podcast with Chris Ducker. So Daniel, welcome for the first time ever, which when I say that out loud, it's a crime for the first time ever to the Youpreneur podcast, my man. Chris, it's so good to finally catch up and have a chat. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking before we hit the record button, but we've actually not hung out properly before we've been in each other's worlds online for what seems like eons but we've actually not yeah. really hung out all that all that much at all i think it's like time travelers if they actually touch then the universe collapsing on itself and maybe that's what we've been worried about that's exactly the, the what fact it is. that if we yeah. bumped into each other we might accidentally just globulate into into one yeah there's one, the word one day, person everybody. talking about globulate globulate <laughs> is what it is it's very rare that the globulate gets into the first few minutes of any podcast so that's a, <laughs> that's a good one yeah it is but today um i wanted to dive on score app which obviously uh you're the founder of the company and um i've got this great little book here scorecard marketing for you guys that are listening in or watching, we'll get a link to this on the show notes and then emails and all that good stuff as well. Um, I am in all transparency, a score app client. 
And um, if you click on a link, chances are it's going to be an affiliate link. And I only promote it because it's bloody awesome and because it works and not because I need the extra beer money. Trust me. Um, so, Dan, listen, man, I mean, like so many different ways we could go with this, but I want to kind of start at the beginning of it all. Like, where mm. did the idea come for Score App? Where, where did that, because you've been an entrepreneur for a long, long time, you've done a lot of different things. Where did yeah. this? Let's go right back to 2007. I had the contract to promote a speaker in the UK um, who, who he was the creator of an online personality test. And um, and this personality test was an entrepreneur personality test. And basically, we launched it in the UK. And what I saw in 2007 was just a magical experience that people would go online, fill in an online personality test. And on the back end as a business, we have this incredible amount of data. So based on how you scored and how you how your profile came out, we would promote different um, strategies to you. Uh, so let's say you came out as an extrovert, we would promote to you coming along to networking events. And if you came out as an introvert, we would come uh, we would promote to you technical training. Um, so different approaches based on how people answered the questions. So that was my first exposure, um, and it put it on my radar as a as an interesting way of marketing and using the data. And it also put it on my radar that people love this stuff. They absolutely love filling in quizzes, and I'm not talking about teenage kids. I'm talking about CEOs and executives and board members all love taking things like Myers-Briggs personality or the ocean graph uh, or are you a, a visionary or an implementer. All of those kind of things, you know, people of all walks of life love taking these these scorecards and quizzes. Fast forward to 2010, I released my first book called Key Person of Influence. Um, and because of what I'd seen previously, I created the Key Person of Influence scorecard. Uh, and as a result, 90,000 people filled it in. We did well over 15 million pounds worth of sales off the back of the scorecards. And, um, and it was just a, a fun and easy way to engage with people as a as a strong lead generation, as a strong signal of interest um, when we'd work with people. So, um, yeah, that's the background uh, of how I came to it. And then uh, fast forward to 2020, uh, when we couldn't run events, we started going all in on scorecard marketing. And we also created the platform so anyone else, any of our clients could use the scorecard marketing um, approach that we that was working so well for us, and that was the genesis of uh, of Score App. So it's now it's a super simple platform, allows you to create a landing page, a quiz, data capture, dynamic results and PDFs, and follow up marketing content. And just this month, we've launched the AI tools that take a three hour setup into a three minute setup. Yeah, no, and this is why I'm a big believer in this product and in this. You know, there's this concept of scorecard marketing. I mean, like we, I feel like, I mean, we've only been using it since realistically beginning of this year, um, which I tweeted out, I tweeted to you, right? And I was like, oh, we just did our first scorecard. And you were like, finally, what took you so long? Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> what did take us so long? I don't know, Daniel, to be honest with you, but because it's working beautifully, we've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of leads in there, and we're not even like we're still tweaking it. We're not even promoting it yeah. properly yet. Yeah. It's just purely organic. 
Um, it's on our websites. If people want it, they get it. If they don't, they don't. We're not even promoting this thing yet. And we've already had, you know, probably close to a thousand people go through it in the last few months, which oh, is pretty incredible. Right. And again, what I'm seeing is the ability to kind of put people in these different buckets on the back end of things. We've got different sequences different funnels inside of ConvertKit, which is our email software. Um, you need a direct yeah. integration for ConvertKit, by the way, because I hate using Zap. Coming. We need, I know it's coming, yeah. so there you go. Um, but like, just a little selfish remark there, everyone. But like it's it's this thing is really changing the way that we as a company are looking at what we can do in regards to serving up the stuff that people are interested in or yeah. really need. Yeah based on where they're at in their journey. Because like a lot of other um, coaching and mentoring and info-based companies, people come to us at several different stages of their entrepreneurial journey. And we don't want to turn beginners away just as much as we don't want to serve the wrong stuff up for people who are, you know, in an intermediate style or more of an experience kind of position, right? So like, what for a company, like quite selfishly, for a company like ours who is serving a lot of different people based on a, on a similar journey, but at different parts of that journey. Yeah, can you give us sort of any any kind of quick strategies on how we can best utilize the back end of what we get out of Score App? Yeah, so think about the story of Cinderella um, and Prince Charming. He knows that there's this one girl that he's met, Cinderella, but he can't find her. Right, so he has this very quick device they can ride around on the horses try on the shoe, the glass slipper, and if the shoe fits, that's Cinderella. Right. Um, and that's his. That's the key for him to find that perfect person that he's looking for. So imagine this. Imagine in your existing database, you've already got Cinderella clients, those perfect fit clients that would be phenomenal, one in a thousand type clients. But the very hard thing is finding them and figuring out who they are rapidly. So the first thing to think about is think about a scorecard as like a glass slipper that it's going to give you a very rapid way to figure out who is the perfect person you're looking for. Now, let's imagine for you, let's get really practical. Let's imagine for you that 999 out of 1,000 are small entrepreneurs with less than a million of revenue. And one in 1,000 is a private equity-backed business that's worth $500 million, and it's the CEO and the board. And the CEO is basically saying, hey, we want to go all in on this particular strategy with you, Chris. We want to sign a deal with you and your team for a few hundred thousand for the year. That's nothing for us. It's totally fine. Um, we want to, you know, get you and your team to come in and do training and development and strategy. And we're willing to pay really with any price, right? So um, whereas a typical client might happily pay a few thousand uh to work with you in a, you know, in a group setting, there's a small number of clients that would say, no, forget all of that. We we wanna we wanna throw money at this problem but we want a dedicated level of service. Um, now, theoretically, that could be the type of client, you know, or a couple of those clients could double your entire business um, and could lead to an acquisition. Uh, so, but the trick is, is that you're going to be caught up in the noise of the 999 clients who are the smaller clients. Yep. Um, and it's only if you have a way of figuring out. So, for example, what you might do is you might put in a... Um, uh, you might put in a question into your quiz like, uh, are you the CEO of a large organization? Um, is your Do you have a board of directors that you report to? 
Um, is your business funded um, with uh, VC or private equity funding? So you might just have one or two little questions like that that are that are in the baked into the quiz. And when people, most people say no, but when someone says yes, uh, you go, oh, okay, drop everything. Let's talk to that company uh, in a different way. Let's pick up the phone, talk to them, and find out what's you know what what they're looking for. Um, so that would be an example of how you might just use your existing data. Yep. Let me let me zoom out and give you a different example. Uh, different example is that we know that when somebody reads a book, attends a workshop, and completes a scorecard. If they do those three things, they are extremely likely to go ahead and buy. Yeah, those so touch what we've points done, are there, we've, right? Yeah, those three major touch points. So they've had an interactive experience with a workshop. They've had an internal experience of reading a book that's general, uh, general content, and they've had a personalized experience of receiving a scorecard that gives them personalized feedback. Those three points, we think of that as like a little pinball machine. If someone uh, hits the book. It says, come to the event and take the scorecard. If someone comes to an event, take the scorecard and get a copy of the book. If someone uh, uh, takes the scorecard, come to the event, get a copy of the book. Right? So boom, 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 boom. No matter which one of the three they people touch, we encourage them to do the other two things as the next steps because we know that if we can complete that little triangle, then people are very likely to become great clients and um, they'll be easy to talk to. They'll be fun to talk to. They'll be the right sorts of people. So we're not even trying to close sales until such time as we've completed that little triangle first, um, because we know that that's a better, better strategy. And we know that we're talking to the right person if we do that. I love it. So, I mean, give us some examples then of like, who are two or three people that you've seen utilize this scorecard strategy that have just absolutely knocked it out of the park i mean let's just say like put yourselves into the 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 chairs so to speak of listeners of the show who are going to go to chrisducker.com forward slash score app get your 30-day free trial now they're looking for examples right of people who have just crushed it who should we be looking at then well uh there's just shy of three thousand clients um, so that's the first thing. And they're across at least 50 major um, industries. Love so where, you know, there's there's no shortage of different examples. And there is actually a section of our website um, that is um, all about like, uh, you know, examples of who it's working for. Um, so let me just kind of pick up a few that are, are interesting for your clients, perhaps. Um, a very well-known person that your clients may know of is a guy called Jay Shetty. Jay oh, Shetty, yeah. Um, yeah, millions and millions of followers. Now, think about the conundrum of being uh, a major influencer like Jay. He's got millions of people on his Instagram, but who owns that data? It's Instagram that owns the data. So one of the strategies for Jay is that he uses his Instagram stories and he says, I've just created a online quiz to see if you would make a great life coach. Um, and if that's something you could do as a side hustle or a full-time gig um, or for your own personal benefit, go and take this quiz to see if you would be a suitable person to, to, take a, uh, to do a life coaching certification. So when he drops that, something like 5,000 people in a minute will actually uh, start the quiz, right? So he needs to let us know in advance that that's happening. Or in the early days, he had to let us know in advance because our little servers uh, lit up <laughs> like fireworks um, when, he would, when, he would, when he would do that. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but off the back of that, he's able he's able to recommend to a small number of people on his database that they come and do a life coaching certification without alienating people who are not right for that. So, for example, when people take that scorecard, if they're not right to do life coaching, if they're not right to do any of that sort of stuff, they don't hear anything else about that product. But if they do answer the quiz and it does say, yeah, I am right to, to do something like that, then they get a lot of information that's relevant for them. So that means that he's not alienating his followers who are not interested, and he's also starting to own more and more of his data uh, on his terms as opposed to uh, on Instagram's terms. So that would be an example. And we have lots of different coaches, um, uh, you know, coaches, consultants. So we have coaches who help people with their YouTube channel. We have coaches who help people who are suffering from MS. We have fitness trainers. Um, we have financial planners. Um, and these are people who are not, you know, people with millions and millions of followers, but they've, you know, they've got a great business. Um, Robot Mascot is a great company that helps people to get funding if they're a small entrepreneur. Um, so it really helps with that first few hundred thousand to few million worth of uh, funding that you might go and get investment if you're if you're a growing business. And they have something called the Pitch Ready Scorecard, which is all about um, pitching your business to an investor and are you ready for that experience? Mm -hmm. We've got financial planners who have got the Money Instinct Scorecard, which measures you, are you a lion, a squirrel, a tortoise, or an eagle um, when it comes to your investing strategy? We've got a company in Canada that has prefabricated cabins that you can put in the woods. So if you think about a beautiful little cabin in the woods that you can build in a weekend, um, you know, it's the type of thing a family might um, do if they've got a small plot of land, which you can get in Canada for yep. this purpose. And you have to have a registered certified um, what's called a bunkie license that allows you to go and set up your cabin in the woods on your little block of land in a way that won't impact nature. Um, anyway, this this business, they were doing about three and a half million worth of um, bunkies uh, per year. Anyway, what they were doing is they were running ads to the bunkie uh, for people to go and buy the prefabrication kit. And instead of doing that, they changed strategy and they ran it to a quiz called, Are You Ready for the Bunkie Life? And it asks you questions about like, are you ready to construct it? And are you ready, you know, for, do you have a plot of land already? And do you, you know, all of those kind of questions. They asked some qualifying questions and then they told people, on on whether they're ready or not, and then sent them to the e-commerce store. With the same ad spend, they doubled the business. So seven million rather than three and a half million worth of sales um, as a result of sending people to a qualifying quiz as opposed to sending them straight to the e-commerce platform. Um, so that those are some those are some examples uh, of people using quizzes in that way. What I love about that is that I mean there's another word of the day by the way, bunky, everyone. Um I, what, what I really love about that though is that that there's a plethora of industries right there, a plethora of different niches. I mean, you talked financial companies, you talked, you know, bunky manufacturers, I mean, like, and everything in between. Have you come across a industry, a business, a niche where this wouldn't help them in terms of lead generation? Or is that a loaded question for you? No, that's fine. Um, I would say anything that would work really well on Amazon probably wouldn't work really well with a scorecard. So let's say you go onto Amazon and you see something that's very visual and you know exactly what it is and it's cheap and it's like, you know, like for example, I've got my pawpaw lip cream here on my desk. I'm never going to fill in a quiz 
do you need to buy poor, poor lip cream? I'm just going right. to go to Amazon and buy the poor, poor lip cream. Um, there's no qualifying questions required. Um, I'm not confused about what the product is or, or whether it would work for me. Right. So anything that is extremely tangible and visual in nature and widely understood, then a, a quiz is just an overkill. There's no point for it. Um, whereas if you're selling something that is uh, intangible, like coaching, consulting, uh, you know, being a service provider, um, or if you're selling something that's not widely understood, like a bunkie, uh, where there normally needs to be a bit of qualifying questions, people are kind of not sure if they should do this or not. Maybe they've got some doubts. They need a little bit of reassurance. It, once it fits into that camp, this is really powerful. Yeah. No. So. I mean, you you've been around the block a little bit. You've you know been you know, you've worked with a whole bunch. Are of Are you people. commenting on my? Are you commenting on my grey hairs in my beard that have just no no? no coming just comment on the fact that you need poor poor lip cream, Daniel, more than anything else. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you but you have. Yeah, I mean, you've been around a while. We both have. We we both you know worked with in and for large corporations over the years and all that sort of type of thing. Like. What do you feel from a marketing standpoint? Let's stay on this as a subject point for the episode here. Like we can go down a rabbit hole at some point in the future, but like mm. from a marketing standpoint, a lead gen standpoint, what do you feel are some of the real challenges that we're having right now, particularly kind of like post pandemic? Because a lot has changed, right? Like I was just chatting with Jeff Walker last night about this, uh, and we were talking about how. So much has changed since the pandemic, particularly with live events and things like that. From a lead gen standpoint, where do you think we are right now in in regards to what works and what doesn't work in regards to getting people into our ecosystems? So one of the biggest things that's happening is that the world is really, truly global. And um, when things go digital, you tend to see a phenomenon um, of uh, winner take all, right? right. So this is, this becomes a, um, a a really clear phenomenon. So if we say, let's go back in time, say thirty years, in every small town, there's an accounting company that does accounting, and there's a little law firm that does law, um, and then as soon as you go digital, you end up with a big digital company that does a lot of the law and a lot of the accounting, and you end up with a company like Zero. Which is the you know the global leader for accounting software, let's say, uh, for a certain segment, and they start kind of gobbling up the market, and everyone has to plug into their, you know, into their services. Um, you know, so you go back not too long ago, uh, you know, maybe 50, 60, 70 years ago, um, there would be a small number of enter, sorry, a large number of entertainers, um, you know, who play live music events, and then you get, you know, radio, and you get um, record distribution, then you get the Beatles and you get Elvis and all of that sort of stuff and you get a, a really big name emerge because it's scalable. So yeah. what's happening at the moment is we're getting not only is uh, is the business environment scalable, but we also have everyone's got a loud microphone and everyone in the last three, six months just got an even louder microphone called artificial intelligence tools. Right. So it become you know, the barriers to creating content go down, which means the value of content um, you know, is is diminished if it's just noise. Um, so all of these things are are really happening at the moment. We're going through massive change, right? We this are. is a time of massive change. This is I I liken this amount of time to right around 1890 
we saw the tractor uh, on the on the farm, and we saw the electrical grid uh, rolling out, and electricity and mechanized labor uh, really fundamentally changed things very very rapidly. And the 1900s looks very different to the 1800s uh, because of those changes. What we're seeing at the moment is um, AI, which is replacing intellectual labor and um, uh, automation and robots uh, that will replace physical labor. So we're going through another great transformation mm-hmm. um, in you know, in time. Couple that with the backdrop of of the pandemic. Couple that with inflation. Couple that with um, you know uh, uncertainty. You know in in the banking system. All of those sorts of things make it difficult to. Um, uh, to just run business as usual. So every business needs to be thinking about innovation, changing strategy. Um, I like to use the analogy of surfing the wave rather than getting dumped by the wave, yeah. that we've got this great wave of change. And, you know, there's a surfing mindset, which is to paddle hard to get on the wave um, and then to stand up and actually take a place in the in on the wave and then to just be okay with the fact that you're going to have to navigate it as you go. You're going to have to you know, feel feel it out as as the wave is breaking. Um, and what we need to do as entrepreneurs is surf the wave rather than get dumped by the wave. Yeah, I mean, I remember when when the pandemic first hit, there was a lot of people like pivot was the big word, right? Everyone was pivoting at the time. And everyone was in somewhat of a reactive state at that time. And my advice to all of our clients was don't get reactive, get proactive. Think about what you can do Mm. differently. Think about what you can do to be able to stay ahead of the curve. Don't worry about going into survival mode, you know, that kind of thing. And I do believe it was the right advice to give because, you know, I saw those pivot probably prematurely, a lot of people as well, um, in a reactive state and didn't do well because of it. And those that were proactive and those that were thinking, you know, Mm. as we stand right now, who are thinking progression rather than recession, uh, which is something else I've been saying a lot of, you know, it, it, it really comes down to the fact that, you know, you can, you can fight that wave of change, or you can just go with it, like you say. And my old man used to say all the time, you say like, there's three things in life you can't control, death, taxes, and change. They're going to come for you one way or the other anyway, right? So like, instead of trying to fight it, go with it and jump on it and and see where it potentially Mm. takes you. What's your stance on that mindset? I I love that mindset. Um, And this is, you know, the good news is that in times of disruption, everything's up for grabs. Um, You know, this is where brands emerge. And, um, you know, this is where millionaires and billionaires are made. Uh, Recently, you know, we're seeing more unicorn companies than ever before, right? Brand new businesses are, you know, of course, there are going to be a hundred billionaires created from artificial intelligence, at least, Uh, you know, so we know that that's coming. We know that there's going to be phenomenal businesses that don't currently exist, that are probably just going to start up this year. And they're going to go and take on industries and become multi, multi-million dollar businesses. Mm. So it's times of disruption. If you imagine like a cookie jar, and in times of stability, the big companies have put all the cookies into the cookie jar and they've really got that cookie jar, you know, safe. And then disruption is like shaking the cookie jar up, breaking it all into crumbs, spilling the lid out. There's crumbs everywhere. Those crumbs are multi-million pound crumbs. The big corporates are not very good at picking up those crumbs 
you know, they're, they're, they're very slow to move. So this is the entrepreneurial landscape where we get yeah. to go and, you know, pick up the crumbs that have just come spilling out of the cookie jar. I love this. God, man, you've got some good analogies. The surfing thing. I love a good analogy. Jar. The cookie jar thing might be taken and used elsewhere. I'm just saying. And for everybody tuning in, I will give Daniel all of the props for that. But that was a good one. I, I, I love I have uh, I have a video of me talking about the cookie jar in 2009. So, so I can I've got good. I'm gonna I'm gonna claim the cookie jar until further notice. Yeah, yeah, I think you can. <laughs> TM cookie jar TM right um okay so to, to start wrapping up here then I mean what where do you see services like score app and let's let's like you know focus in on score app like how are you going to continue to evolve in the future obviously you've got the AI side of things that's just been launched which I know that my team is quite excited about looking into um, mm. and here's the thing everybody like you don't you're not limited to like one scorecard with score app like you can have as many as you want right so we're mm. about we're about to open up the faucet big time and create a whole bunch um but like how are you going to evolve this thing dan like in in the next three to five years where do you think score app specifically and, and services like it are going to be so the the cutting edge of it of all of marketing is the u.s presidential election campaign that's that's mm. the formula one Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2008, we had Obama and he ran the Obama Everywhere social media campaign. And that gave birth to the rise of social media as a marketing tool. That was the very, that that signaled the start of the race. Um, in 2016, we had uh, Donald Trump working with uh, Cambridge Analytica. And that signaled the segmentation, data analytics and segmentation uh, movement. And um, and that was the big, uh, you know, that was the big thing of 2016. What we're going to see in 2024 will be artificial intelligence tools. So what I'm predicting is that um, each candidate will give you a deep fake video that addresses you by name um, and that um, gives you information about the specifics of what it is you'd be interested in. So, for example, you might get, well, you wouldn't because you're not a U.S. citizen, but uh, someone like yourself, Chris, might get, Hi, Chris. Um, I'm your candidate, Daniel. Um, I know that you're passionate about, you know, small business and and marketing. Um, I want to let you know what we're doing in that particular space um, for you, right? And the script will have been written by an artificial intelligent uh, AI generative uh, script writer. Um, The video will be a deep fake video that will be based upon, uh, you know, a, a little bit of sampling of the candidate. And then it will produce those videos and send them out to all sorts of um, people. So what we'll see is we'll see a lot of artificial intelligent tools um, creating a bubble of one where people actually feel like they're being addressed as an individual at scale, at massive scale. So I would I would anticipate that we're probably going to see that in 2024 with the next uh, election cycle. Um, and that's going to spark the beginning of the AI revolution in marketing and business um, uh, as a result. So Score App is already on the forefront of that. What we're trying to do is, is provide data and personalization and artificial intelligence all in one platform. We're trying to do it in a really simple way so that any small business can access it, that it feels simple, elegant, fun to use. Um, and um, we're, we're basically going to double down on those trends. So, for example, 
when someone fills in your scorecard, we want to create personalized content for them that's generated by an AI. Um, when you start collecting data about your clients, we want to automatically generate press releases about that data that you can use. And we want to automatically generate social media posts um, that you can use about your data. So you can say, recently, a thousand people filled in our scorecard uh, and we asked the question, do you have enough work-life balance? And uh, 16% of people said, definitely not. And we want to address that. And here's our tips for work-life balance. And all those 16% who said definitely not, they're going to be the first ones to get specialized tips on, on that particular question that they answered. I love, I love how ninja we're getting here. When we use that word from like, you know, 10 years ago, right? Where everybody, it's so ninja. We're getting so Oh, this is, this is the equivalent of, of a ninja underneath like the water with a bamboo breathing straw waiting for the exact right moment to just start. You know, to the, leap this out is, of the water like a rocket and yeah. a major league ass. Absolutely. You know? This is this is proper ninja stuff. This is not like just bringing out the swords at the right time. This is yeah. setting a booby trap, yeah. Man, so good. Uh, I'm excited for it. I know you are as well, and uh, I appreciate you coming on talking about it, and we will – We'll get you back again soon to go down maybe another couple of rabbit holes as well, if that's all right with you. Yeah, we can. And also we can demo. We can show you what the AI tools actually do um, whenever you're ready. I'd love that. Uh, For you guys tuning in, want to find out a little bit more about Daniel and everything they do, uh, links are going to be over on the show note page. And if you want to sign up for a 30-day trial, 100% free trial of Score App, head over to chrisducker.com forward slash Score App. And uh, go check it out. Build out a couple of scorecards and just see how powerful this stuff is. Dan, thanks again for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Chris, that was awesome. Thank you. If you guys tuning in, we'll be back next week with another episode of the show. Till then, take great care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Youpreneur FM. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, why not head over to our official website at youpreneur.com to access all our tools and resources essential to building, marketing, and monetizing a future-proof business based around your expertise. We'll see you next time.